You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Autry, and it is literally so much fun for me to sit behind the microphone because we talk about really fun things. We also talk about topics that hopefully you don't hear about too often just because they might be uncomfortable or awkward or whatnot. And I can be the girl to break the ice. I don't mind. I don't I don't mind stepping first and saying the thing and opening up the box so we can talk about it more. And I love inviting experts on the show or women that I super highly respect to talk about these topics with me. And today we are in for a treat because Dr. Sasha is joining us to talk all things brave boundaries. So it's kind of funny. And I mentioned this in the show, but I think the first time I ever heard the word boundaries was around like the purity talk and dating life and all the things. And it kind of gave me a cringe. Like I hated talking about boundaries and it's honestly followed me into adulthood. And it's a little bit unhealthy to the point where I am your yes girl. I love saying yes, but I have just now started to come around to the idea that maybe I should say no. Maybe that can also be an option. And I won't be as burnt out, stressed out, and I'll be a little bit more in control of my time. And I hope that you are going to join me on this journey because Dr. Sasha Shilkut is so brilliant and so wise in a lot of ways, but has some amazing points around this idea of boundaries, how we can start maybe implementing them in our own life to stand strong, learn how to say no with great strategies and practicals to take away. And honestly, we do a ton of unwiring and rewiring in our own brains to understand a healthy concept of what boundaries are and why we need them in our life. So if you are a girl that's a yes girl like me, You have joined the correct conversation, and I am so excited for the freedom that's to come for you after listening to this episode. Hi, Dr. Sasha. Welcome to Behind the Bliss podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm super honored to be here. Are you kidding? I'm honored that you're here because I think this is like a very interesting topic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so for somebody to just be willing to share all the details, experiences, stories, or whatnot to help us. I say us because I feel like I'm in the collective us that really does need some improvement in boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'm honored. So I'm like, thank you for, for being here. <laughs> it's like, yes. It's one of those things that like when when there's like an awkward topic, and I say this because we just got done with a summer series where we addressed a ton of potentially awkward topics. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it's so funny because I'd say I'm I can be the girl that breaks the ice. I don't mind. You know, yeah. and you are yeah. this girl for this conversation. So just so yeah. grateful to have you. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, there's so many things and I know your community and your listeners could be doing so many different things right now. So I love that you bring deep topics to them. Yeah. Deep topics, but in a fun, refreshing way, because it can yeah. go, it can go to the abyss yeah. and we have gone there and we <laughs> might go there again today. <laughs> But we also love to talk about our favorite genes. So yeah. it's a there mix of both. Love it. Yep. Love you got to have a balance, right? That's right. That's right. Where are you recording from right now? Right now, I am actually at the beach. I'm in Hilton Head, <gasps> South Carolina at our beach hat home. But um, I live 95% of my time in Omaha, Nebraska. So 
uh, you caught me on a, on a week where I'm with my family. My son is getting ready to launch on Monday and go to college, my oldest. Oh, wow. So we just stole away for a little week at our beach place and we're enjoying every minute. You deserve it. I grew up in South Carolina. So when you said Hilton Head, a part of me just came alive. (laughs) I love Hilton Head. I feel like my heart is coastal. I just happened to be born in cornfields, but somehow there was a mistake. (laughs) I should have been. (laughs) I love it. Well, Hilton Head is a beautiful place to be recording a podcast from. I'm very jealous. It is sweltering. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, Mm. and it's actually not bad today. But I'm also in my second trimester, so everything's 10 degrees hotter than what it actually is to me. Bless you. Bless Um, you. So funny. I think I'm like, if we can time it, because it doesn't always happen like that, but if we can time it next time, we're not going to be pregnant in the summertime. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. I refuse. Actually, I refuse. So anyways, I'm jealous you're so close to the ocean because I would be going and taking a dip if I was close to you. (laughs) You're like, hey, Sash, that was fun. What are you doing? Let's go to the ocean. Um, (laughs) Tell us a little bit about you. Obviously, you're a mama, you're an author, you're all the things, but give us some insight in who you are so that we can tell our girls how great you are first. So I am a physician. Uh, I'm a cardiac anesthesiologist. So I put people to sleep and wake them up, the most important part, for heart surgery and lung surgery. And um, I have four children. I am a wife to my best friend, Lance. And probably in about 2013, I had really done the traditional kind of trying to juggle it all, have an academic career. And also I had four children under the age of seven at home. And I felt like my life out, if anyone looked in, they would have been like, oh, wow, she's accomplished all these things in her career. And she has four, you know, cute little toehead children and, and a (laughs) hubby that, you know, seems to care about her. But in the inside, I was a hot mess and I was falling apart and I wanted to escape my life. And I was so burned out that I had no joy, but yet I had this constant feeling that I was failing at everything. I was failing as a doctor. I was failing as a mother. I was failing as a wife. I did not even know who I was anymore. And I hit emotional, physical, spiritual rock bottom. And in the, in the year 2013, God taught me some really important truths. One of the biggest ones that was that I had to start prioritizing time for myself first thing in the morning, and I had to start saying no. And through that transition of that year, by the end of that year, I was a lot better. However, I was lonely. I was extremely lonely. Now you might be thinking, how could she be lonely? She has four kids, a husband, she's with patients right? all day. <laughs> but I was like, I don't remember the last time I had a cup of coffee with a friend. I don't remember the last time I opened up yes. to a friend. I don't remember the last time I've like even Cause had- Cause you could be lonely while being surrounded by people. It's oh, hundred percent. Yes. And I put up all these walls and I thought like having friendship meant like, it was like the avocado that you don't really need when you go to Chipotle. Like, do you really need guacamole? You know, <laughs> like it was like extra. And I was just in this phase of my life where I was going to be a mom and a doctor and someday I'd have friends again. So basically I started a group, a very small group of women, like 10 women that I asked to be my friend. And that grew to a community of, you know, thousands and thousands of women doctors. And then I launched my company, Brave Enough, and a podcast and wrote a book. And now I speak and write books and um, 
for women specifically. I write books for women like me who love their family, love their kids, maybe have a passion project or hobby or career, but also don't want to lose who they are, who God created them to be and struggle with time and energy management. That's me. So that's what my book's about. Oh, so many thoughts. First, funny thought. Uh, I think I am like your worst patient because I had a procedure done a few years ago and I literally fought the anesthesia as hard as I could because I thought it would be funny to see how long I could make it. And so they were like, okay, count down from 10. And I did and I made it to zero. And I was like, yes. And then I was like, I'll start counting up because, you know, at that point you're just like out of it. So I was like, it's fine. I'll start counting up. And I did. And I counted up and down like for 30 seconds and passed out. But I know the anesthesiologist and he makes fun of me to this day about it. He's like, you just, you're the sour patient. We just don't want to have to handle. It's like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so, awesome. Yeah, funny thought. Love that about the anesthesiologist. But also it's so interesting because I think one of my favorite parts about this job is being able to interview some rock star women that have gone through things and are on quote, unquote, other side, I'm sure you still walk through these things, but Mm -hmm. you've gotten to a point where you're comfortable enough, at least to identify some things and share them. How funny is it though, that all, uh, all of what you just shared about what you speak about, what you write about, how you help women came from that place of desperation and your rock bottom. And how often is it that when we hit the rock bottom, it's so easy to believe the lie that that's where we belong or we're never going to have a story after, or Mm -hmm. this is the bookend and it's not. And so I love bringing women on like you that are like, I am able to share and I have this piece of my life today because I recognized my weakness and Mm -hmm. that there had to be a way out. So just to like, I feel like just a minister to the girl listening that just feels like her rock bottom is it. And that there's a period, (laughs) it's just a comma. And there's so many cool things that are to come when you recognize and you move forward. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to honor you for that. Cause I think that's just, I don't know, that just encouraged me a ton. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And yeah, I, if you ever would have told me in that year that I would be sharing my own insecurities and my own struggles with you know, thousands of women very transparently, (laughs) uh, I would never have believed you. Yeah. No. Do you think that's a women thing or do you think it's a doctor thing or is it a Sasha thing? Like, what is it that maybe made you cringe at this? I think it's definitely, uh, I think it's shared by most women. Um, I think that most of us have insecurities that we think we are own our own are very special to only us. And Mm -hmm struggles that, you know, someone else, you could never, that person could never, never struggle with that, you know, and Mm -hmm. probably the most, the best lesson for this, for me, a wake up call has been about seven years ago. I met another physician woman that was very similar to me in age and, and her kids. And we became friends and, um, she, is like a, maybe like, she's like that person that you see and you're like, oh my gosh, I would kill to have her metabolism, right? Or her yes. health. <laughs> she just like, I don't think that she has like a adipose cell on her body, right? But she's not, I mean, she's just very, she's just a very beautiful person. And one time we were, um, I've known her for probably three or four years at this point. And we were on a little retreat together and 
she said, I said, you know, I'm just so jealous. Like I, I love you. I'm so glad that I love you because if I didn't love you, I would hate you because you hate you. Yeah. And she (laughs) said, let me show you something. And she pulled up a picture of her in medical school. And she probably, I think she weighed like 60 or 70 pounds more. And she said, I will, I have, that was me for years. I was always, you know, I had, I was a chubby child. I was made fun of for my, I, I have spent years on my mind to overcome, you know, body shaming, horrible things the kids said to me and to have an actual healthy relationship with food. And she's like, so when you say that to me, it really hurts me because you don't know my story. And it was such a good wake up call for me because even though it was just a physical thing, I thought, oh my goodness, I have made this whole story about her in my brain. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's really, really uh, easy to do that and judge other people that way. And for like internal things too. Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm just using a bad example. Yes, yes. Like killing it on Instagram. And you're like, wow, she is rocking the game. But you don't know she's struggling with like detrimental postpartum anxiety. Yes. There's so many things. There's There's so so much more to the story. So I love this too, because I think we are not able to give and to see the best in ourselves and others to live this healthy way that we're trying to talk about. Right. Without setting the boundaries necessary, because I've caught myself saying so many times, I feel like I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel more often than I than I want to be saying mm-hmm. it, because I think that I, I know that I deserve to give more and I deserve to not have to be at this low bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. scraping place mm-hmm. that it should be yeah. an overflow. And we hear that, especially in this Christian culture, like it should be an overflow. And yes, like I want it to be that way, but it's so funny. And this conversation is so timely because I had a conversation with my husband earlier where he said, okay, but why is it that you feel like maybe you come to the end of yourself more quickly than you'd like, or, yeah. or why is it easier for you to just have mm-hmm. a harder time relying on your eternal resources than maybe it used to be? Yeah. And I'm like, I think because there's so many more people that I feel like I have to or should Mm -hmm. show up for Mm -hmm. or say yes to that by the time I return back home and it's my people that I actually desire to pour into, I can't. Mm -hmm. And so here we are talking about boundaries. I'm like, it's so funny because we schedule these conversations and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. I think this is going really well for me. And then we get to the conversation and I'm so humbled and I'm like, okay, finally an expert because you need to help a sister out. We're just going to record it for other people. Um, But this is something I feel like you are an expert on is setting boundaries, taking control of your time, like you said, and you've even written a book about this called Brave Boundaries, Strategies Mm -hmm. to Say No, Stand Strong and Take Control of Your Time, the key to living empowered. (laughs) So I want to know why, why is it so easy for us as women to go to that place to just be the yes girl? Yeah. So it's definitely something that our society expects from us and we expect of ourselves and we expect of other women. It's, it's what we've been taught to do since we went to preschool, you know, stand in line, uh, be the good girl that, uh, waits her turn. And when the teacher asks you to go get the milk crate, you say, yes, even if you don't, if you're scared to go outside by yourself or whatever. Um, this is something that we teach girls and we teach women all the time is to be liked or to show up. And I think it's especially prevalent in the Christian culture, which is, if you think about it, 
it, it's not actually healthy. It's, it's creating martyrs of women is that you just say yes. And you just are there for everybody all the time. And you're this servant. But right. what we don't realize is that we do it at the expense of our own health and well-being. And when does Satan want to attack us? When you're tired, when you're overcommitted, when you have said yes to too many people and you've put your own health and well-being on the line. If you don't think you're going to be under attack when you're at the lowest point, you you will be. So I you think that, yeah. yeah, and I think that it's so important for us to recognize that like this is very anti how we've been raised as 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 women is to think that it's okay to prioritize our own health and wellness so that when we come home or when we get doing done doing whatever it is we have to do that day, it's not that our family gets our leftovers or that we ourselves get our own leftovers, right? That we have to prioritize our own health. And so many women don't do that. I mean, we just don't do that. I didn't do that. Despite having gone to school for three decades and having four degrees, I have never learned boundaries. Like no one taught me this. Wow. I've taken every type of leadership class. You know, I've gone to Harvard for courses and I've never been taught by a professional other than my therapist what boundaries were. And so that's why I felt so strong about writing this book for the for any woman who's out there feeling like at the end of her week she barely has the energy to get, take a shower, like, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. this is who that book is for. Amazing. Yeah. When hygiene becomes a luxury. Oh, oh yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. We're at a different place in life. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I feel like I just crawled out of that hole just to crawl right back in in a few more months where I'm like, is it okay if I go take a shower? And oh, Thomas, yeah. my husband's always like, yes, I would love for you to go take a shower. <laughs> um, uh, you got this? Okay, I'll be back in 10 minutes. He's like, take your time. Yeah, it's just funny. I, th I think, yes, as women, I think it also is like a wired desire in us to, like you said, mm -hmm. be liked, to serve, to show up because we're good at it mm -hmm. when we're healthy. We're yeah. not good at it when we're not. And so this is where Boundaries comes into play to figure out how can I actually serve and show up and be helpful, not just serve to check the box because I felt like I was obligated. And that's a tricky balance. I think the thing that makes people most uncomfortable about boundaries is the connotation that comes with it, where mm -hmm. you're just rigid, strict, harsh, whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. So, and I know it's got to be possible to approach boundaries with gentleness because Jesus did himself and he was a perfect yeah. man. So how do we approach boundaries with gentleness? Or can you maybe even encourage the girl listening that's like, this is such an uncomfortable conversation with me because I've always seen boundaries as bad. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I talk in the book about something called boundary backlash or and how ba boundaries, when we set them with others, make us feel uncomfortable. So uncomfortable that we will avoid it and just say yes. We would rather say right. yes <laughs> and commit to like the three hour thing that we don't have time for. We don't want to be at, we don't want to participate in than to say no and, and just suffer whatever feelings of being a bad person or being uncomfortable or letting someone down that may last literally 30 seconds. We would rather do the thing for three hours. And so I think the first thing that we have to do is recognize that our society doesn't expect women to say yes. In fact, our society runs on women having no boundaries, the assumption that women don't have boundaries. So 
when you say, I am unable to show up for that, or I am unable to do that, or I don't get paid for that. So this is not part of my job description. So I won't be doing that for, for free. When you say that, it is going to feel so counterculture to you and everyone in the room because you're being courageous enough to set a boundary, right? Like that is normal. So everybody feels that way. It is momentary. It goes away and you will have three groups of people. You will have a group of people watching that are like, wow, that's inspiring. Wait, I can say no to like that, or I can set a boundary for myself like this. I'm going to do that. Then you're going to have a group of people who are like, we don't get this. This is super confusing. Like, why is she doing this? But they don't really care. And then you're going to have a group of people, a third of the people are going to be like, I can't believe she just said no to that. Or I can't believe she just got my text message about work and it's eight o'clock at night. And I know she's just at home watching Netflix. And she actually had the gall to say, I'll answer you when I'm back in the office tomorrow, right? Right. So you're going to have people and those people aren't necessarily angry at you. 90% of them are jealous because they have never had the idea or the thought that they, or they don't feel empowered that they can set a boundary. They're probably going to come around and understand, honestly, but you know, we have to understand that it doesn't feel great at first when you are used to saying yes to everything. That's the that's the feelers you've put out. Like that's the agenda that you're laying down. So when you start saying no to your people in your life, or you start saying not today or not tomorrow, or I love that you invited me, but I can't do this. Or I don't answer emails at night, or I don't answer work texts at night. I'll get you tomorrow. Those, those strategies, those boundaries are not going to be fun. They're not going to be fun for people. They're going to be like either confused or they're going to be a little angry, or they're going to be in that one third of the people that are like, rock on. That's empowering. I'm going to do it. Yes. Yeah. 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 And hopefully you can be the person to start the domino effect so that when that one third is reached or someone sees the freedom you're experiencing because of your no, then they become a part of that group. It's like, maybe I should try that, (laughs) you know, and then here we go. And then they set off another little fire. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's just so interesting that it takes mm-hmm. like that 30 seconds of courage to mm-hmm. set a standard. And yeah. really, that's it. You said yeah. this, and I thought it was brilliant. I'm not going to say it as as well as you because I don't have the quote pulled up right in front of you. But um, so correct me, okay, if I say it wrong. But basically, it's this idea that if you don't set the boundaries for yourself, then someone else is going to be setting them for you. Yes. And what a weird place to be to put yourself at yield of some someone else when it comes yeah. to your own time, your own priorities, your own desires. That's a scary place to be. And that's what we do. We hand all of those keys over to somebody else when we lack the gumption to be like, hey, I can't actually do that the way I think that you deserve for it to be met. So I don't think I'm your girl for it. That's easier said than done for sure. <laughs> so. Have yeah. you had something like this happen recently? Because I almost like, we love a good script copy paste thing around here. So mm-hmm. for the people that are like, oh, panic, I want to do it. But I like my mouth gets dry. I just freak yeah. out when the moment happens. Yeah. Because they can be so hyped up right now. But then when they're faced with it, it's still yeah. a little bit different. So like, what what should we say? So great question. In the book, I really outline at the end of each chapter how to, and I take you through kind of a boundary inventory and then a boundary model and then like literal leading statements on what you can say. 
the first thing that I tell myself when I start getting that like pitter patter or I start getting that anxiety or my heart starts racing, or I feel bad or I feel shame is I always ask myself, what do I know to be true? And most of us, like when we, when we don't apologize, I always say, don't start out a boundary with an apology, because when you do that, you're actually basically saying you're doing something wrong. And most of the time we have to set boundaries around people who want something from us. And meaning we're giving, we're giving time, we're giving energy, we're giving our, our passion, we're giving our talents. So it's not like you're doing anything wrong when you set a boundary and say, I'm unable to do that, or I can't do that, or I love. So I always start with thank you. And I think, what do I know to be true? Thank you that you asked me to speak. Thank, you know, instead of, I'm sorry, I can't speak. Thank you that you asked me to speak at this conference. Unfortunately, it doesn't fit with my year. I say this all the time. I say this with, it doesn't fit with my week. It doesn't fit with my day. It doesn't fit with my plans, period. And just try not to apologize. And then say like, but I love that you offered this to me, or I love that you thought of me and I really appreciate it. Oftentimes we struggle the most as women to set boundaries with the people that we love and live with the most. So I would say our spouse. I'm glad you're going here because oh yes, this is yes. a different topic. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so I, I always say this because if you think about like, I, I laugh, I tell this story in the book about how all of us went skiing because my kids love skiing, uh, snow skiing. And my husband really wanted me to go down this run. My kids, my boys, my older two boys really wanted me to go to this run. And I did not want to do it. Like everything in my body was saying like, you will die. (laughs) Get off the mountain. And I just did not want to disappoint my boys. And I did not want to disappoint my husband. And I'm on the ski lift and the whole way up this huge mountain, I'm just getting more and more anxious. And I'm like getting more and more like, not even of the mountain, but telling them no. And then I was like, what am I doing? These are the people that would give their life for me. Like, these are my people. Why am I afraid to tell like my best friend in the world that I don't want to ski down a mountain? This is insane. They should get me. They should get me. Yeah. But my husband has, is not in my brain. He doesn't know that I don't want to ski down the mountain. He actually didn't care. My boys got over it in about three minutes. They were like, oh, mom's getting back. She's like walking down the mountain. Okay. Like she's not going to ski, whatever. They were gone in 30 seconds. I probably was nervous and scared about this for like 20 minutes. So we oftentimes just don't realize that we need to have honest conversations with people in our life, whether that's like, you know, I am really angry and frustrated that you never help me put the kids to bed and I'm feeling worn out and so exhausted and I need help with that. Like how I I just need to be courageous enough to ask you, like I'm setting a boundary and I'm going to do it every other night. Will you be my partner? You know, these are the conversations that are like, we're so scared to have, but we have to have with the people in our life, not just at work, Mm -hmm. but, and not just professional boundaries, but personal boundaries are equally as important. Yes. Yes. I was talking to a friend about this the other day that she said, I feel like there are some underlying contractual things that I've just kind of agreed to in my marriage where now (laughs) we're like eight years in. And I think rats, I did not mean for that to be a foundation. Like, I don't want it like that. That's not, that was not my understanding. And 
we can counteract that and work for ourselves and for a marriage or for these relationships when we do take the time and say the brave thing so that you're not building other small things on top of your original yes. Because if you give a mouse a cookie, we've all read that book, you know, so like if you give them just a little bit of something, they're going to want some milk to go with it and then they're going to want to go whatever. And I've seen that too, especially in the workplace Especially in the ministry workplace where it's just a funky world when you connect business and ministry, where you just feel so obligated to say yes. But the respect that follows after you say, I'm so honored. Thank you so much. This unfortunately isn't going to work out this time. Um, And not even owing them an explanation. Right. It's crazy. And another another thing that I wanted just to say, because I know this is, I'm sure this is something that we could go on for forever about. Is this the idea that I think the lack of boundaries or being the yes girl seems like, oh, she's so servant hearted or she's so humble to always show up for other people. But in reality, it is like a great version of pride Mm -hmm. where you're too afraid of what other people are going to think about you because you're so big in your own head Mm -hmm. that it dwells in a place it doesn't belong. And so you operate out of the fear of what people are going to think or how people are going to understand you kind of like the snow mountain thing you're like made it so big of a deal but your family was like well if i had known it's not that big of a deal just we'll get some hot cocoa when we finish you know like but you made this whole big deal that i have the same situations and i know the person listening has had them too but i think it just boils down to it being too much about us major and it feeds your ego it really feeds your ego when you think like you know, I, I coach a lot of women in my classes and courses, and I hear them say all the time, well, I, I want to give this up, but I'm the only person that can do it. And I'm like, that is a falsehood. That That is such a falsehood. And I hear women talk about that in motherhood too. Like, well, I'm the, I'm the only one he doesn't know how to do this, or she doesn't know how to, whatever. And it's like, no, that if you honestly think that you are the only person <laughs> on the planet that can do X. You have what you are feeding your ego with that type of mantra. Wow. And it comes from like a servant type mentality, but it's actually really diseased. And, and it's, you know, I always say a boundary. I talk about this in the book, a boundary that lives in your head is not a boundary and you have to share it with other people. We all have different boundaries. We all have different things that, because we all have different priorities But you may be thinking like, why is this person even asking me to do this? Don't they know how busy I am? Don't they know how crazy my life is right now? No, actually they don't. (laughs) Most people are just trying to get through their own day and make it to dinner. Like they can't, they don't know how busy you are. They don't know your stress level. So it's really about not getting upset when you get an invitation or when someone asks you to take on more work. It's about being grateful that you're seen as someone that can do that work but seeing yourself as empowered to say yes as equal as it is to say no. And when the person that has good boundaries says yes to something you ask of them, you respect it and feel so much more honored than if that person said yes to everything. So it's almost a great way to honor other people, not only not showing up when you just know you can't, but when you say yes, when you mean yes, and you say no, when you mean no, the moments that you say yes, people are going to be like, oh my gosh, it rocks my world. Rachel can do this. Or yeah. it's, this is amazing. And Sasha can show up for here, yes. you know? Yes. Um, but if you just said yes all the time, then yeah, the ex- it's, it's casual. 
it's not an honor or a privilege for you to be somewhere to be doing something. Mm -hmm. So almost like it's counter, it's counterintuitive, right? Like you think, oh, if I say yes all the time, I'll be more important to somebody. But actually, if you are honest in the moments that you show up, they'll be even more excited to have you. So it's just so funny. We have to unwire and rewire these things. Oh, we do. We do. And <laughs> that's we have, adulthood. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's, I've always said like in my, in my, I had no idea that in my forties, it would be about what I needed to unlearn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I'm in my twenties and I feel like I'm just learning. Don't pick that up. Don't believe that. Oh, that's smart. Like, you're you're much more ahead than I am than I was when I was in my 20s. Oh, no. I wasn't even thinking about I still, that. <laughs> but the, 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 the problem is with the 20 year old is it's like, but I have to figure it out. So I'm just going to pick it up. And if it fails, it fails. I'm like, no. <laughs> so I'll still be unlearning a lot of things. Don't you worry. We got lots of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a fun place to be. We're never bored. I, I also think this is so cool, especially, I think maybe this is why it's weird for me. I'll just say this for me. Boundaries are cringy because I think the first time I ever thought about the idea of boundaries, it was around dating or like mm -hmm. purity. Yes, 100%. Me too. You know, so yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the first time boundaries in, is introduced. But in reality, we've seen boundaries before that. We just didn't know to call them what they are. Correct. And it was always taught, maybe it was a generational thing, but it was always taught to me, like, keep the bad stuff out, keep the bad stuff out. Like, that's why you have boundaries. It's like danger, danger, you know, red alert. And in reality, the beauty of boundaries is sure you're keeping bad like you're keeping the wolves out but the beauty of the boundaries is that you can keep the stuff that belongs in yes and that is what i'm just i'm learning from this conversation yeah. is it's not the it's not oh i don't want them in my life or i don't want to do that thing for them it's the people that are inside these gates des deserve the best version of me mm -hmm. and i can't be that best version if i give the outside Yes. this intimate place in my heart, you know? So yes. I think just to maybe <laughs> help some other mid 20 yeah. girls that grew up in that weird purity culture, like yes. it's not, it's not all like danger, danger, danger. Yes, there is danger to it when you, you know, over say yes and obligate yourself to things, but really it's the beauty and the intention that comes mm -hmm. with saying yeah. no, you yep. can say yes to the people. And when we I think what happens when we grow and when you, and, and when we come into ourselves and we figure out, you know, in your twenties, you know, you're really trying to figure out, at least I was like what I wanted to be and what I wanted to show up as and how I wanted to make my mark in, in, in the world. Who the and, heck am I? Yeah. Who am I really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and then, you know, what you really understand in your thirties is too much of a good thing becomes a very bad thing in your life. Wow. And, and that's what my thirties was. I mean, that's why I burned out and is because I was over-functioning. I was over-committed. I was over-achieving. I had this vision of what I thought a mother was supposed to be and look like, and all my kids were supposed to match every Sunday and all these crazy things that false beliefs I picked up along the way. And you know, boundaries allow us to temper down the good things in our life and keep them solid and keep them close and keep them right. Because I'm an awesome doctor, but if I doctor, doctor, doctor for, you know, 70 hours a week, 80 hours a week, 
I am not a good doctor at the end of that year. I'm not a good mom. I'm not being a physician actually becomes this horrible negative thing in my life. And it's the same as if, you know, anything that you, you do in your life. And so I think boundaries for me have really allowed me to keep my passions in check, to keep my career in check, to keep my, my family in check. Like, because it allows me to ask myself every year, like, these are what I say my priorities are, but this is what my calendar shows. Mm. Wow. There's a difference there. There's a disconnect and I need some more boundaries. Oh, this is so good. I hope people are on fire. I hope people listening are like, let's go. I'm all about boundaries. I'll be that girl that says no. And hopefully what's so cool is, and I think this always happens, but whenever I learn something new, it's like immediately put to the test. So Mm. I almost feel like for the girl listening, there's going to be something coming this afternoon. Yeah. You know, that like you're going to get an opportunity and you have this really neat platter in front of you where you can practice exactly what Sasha's talking about right now. Um, And of course, we're not experts. This was only like a fun little 35 minute conversation to this huge idea. But I am so grateful that you have a resource like your book that I can point people to and be like, hey, it's okay. We all need help with boundaries. My friend Sasha wrote a book. (laughs) Here it is. Um, So will you tell people where they can find your book and all things you and just follow along with, with who you are? Yes. Uh, so you can find the book anywhere on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, Target, any bookstore. It's called Brave Boundaries. And you can find me at becomebraveenough.com. I send out a little Friday newsletter that's about 30 seconds long. I promise I don't spam you and uh, try to encourage all those, those gals out there who are just trying to get through life and get through their work week. And we all need a little encouragement by Friday. That's right. Oh, that's so fun. I'll be signing up for those for sure. And I'll put it all in the show notes so people listening can sign up with me. Yeah. Uh, Okay. One last question. This is my favorite to bookend the show with. What is something that you're loving these days that you have to share with our friends listening? Okay. This is a really random thing, but I've been telling all my friends about this. So um, I have like really dry scalp. I don't know why it's like a chronic thing I've had. It's probably TMI for your show, but I found this awesome. (laughs) I I found this amazing product. I'm a, like a kind of a product person. I love products and I, I'm very honest about them. I don't have any skin in this game. So living proof scalp moisturizer. It is in a turquoise blue bottle. You can get it on Amazon or in any salon. And you just need like a pinky dot, like just a little bit. And you put it on your scalp when your hair is damp or when you just wash your hair and you just kind of moisturize it in the roots. And it is the bomb.com because your hair's not greasy, but it's like, it makes the rest of your hair kind of shiny and uh, it's so good. So I've been telling all my friends about it. Amazing. Yeah. Cause like, it's so, this is also one of those things that you're like, something's weird about me. My scalp itches. And then yes, no, I've actually been experiencing that in pregnancy. I think it's a pregnancy symptom because, or maybe it's like hormones who even it is. I didn't have any of this problems before my children were born. Now my hair changed. Everything changes. You sweat more. Come on guys. What'd you do to us? Um, but like, but for real, it's so weird. TMI. I'm like, it's just not dandruff. It's just my head. It's just so dry. Um, but I haven't found a product that like, hasn't made my hair greasy. Yeah. No, this doesn't. I tried oils. I'm like, why would I put that in my root? But this sounds amazing. Yeah. You're going to like it. And you only need just like a little, like just your pinky, like that's it. And it's awesome. (gasps) 
Amazing. Okay. We love good hair and beauty product recommendations around here. <laughs> selfishly. I say this sometimes, but like some people are like, oh, I love walking on the beach with my children. And I'm like, come on, like I need a product. <laughs> so thanks for getting real with us. No love problem. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for showing up today. Just grateful for your wisdom and you going there with us on a topic that can just be so easily avoided. So you mean so much. And I'm just so grateful you spent time with us today. Thanks for having me. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.